right, folks, what's happening? Listen, we're here to discuss the finale of Watchmen. It's over. The HBO series that everyone's been talking about, it's now over. You just heard about it. Now it's over. We're here to talk about it. Uh, I'm AJ, coming at you live and from New City. Um, oh. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. I'm Frank from Brooklyn. Yes. And we're here to talk about uh, the last episode, See How They Fly. Um and it's going to be crazy. I'm going to throw up the spoiler warning here. It's the last episode. You should have been watching the show. Don't look Yeah, I mean, this. if you haven't watched one through eight, or if you haven't listened to one through eight here, like, what are you doing? What There's are you no doing? reason to listen to this episode. Just, Don't like, go ahead and watch the finale, and then, then we can talk. Yeah, so spoilers, and, yeah, this was a crazy show. Um, I'm, sad that it's, I'm sad that it's over, but I also maybe get it. And I want to hear what you think. What do you, are you ha- are you happy with it? Are you pleased with the ending? Um. So today is Wednesday. We're giving a little inside baseball to our uh, listeners. Uh, yeah. It's been a few days since we've watched it. I watched it right when it came out, um, but I haven't watched it again. And so, in, in my initial reaction was satisfaction. Um. I think that it delivered and explained so many things and unraveled everything from the whole season um, in a lot of really satisfying ways, but also like felt kind of small. And so that was like my second thing. I was like, well, this show that has been like so edge of your seat every week kind of felt like it was just giving you like the meat and potatoes and there was no like surprise and um and i'm sad that it's over but like also feel like there's maybe a higher chance now that it would be picked up for a second season and yeah. they kind of lead, lead that it would be and then my last thought is that i also feel like the season needed more episodes um just because of the way things were going towards like the back half of the season. Like when we got to episode seven, I was like, how the fuck are they going to finish in three? And then subsequently each week I was like, I was really like, I don't know how everything's going to get wrapped up so nicely in the, the final episode. If they had one more, maybe even if they had two or three, um, I appreciate it not being bloated, but also like it kind of felt a little rushed at the end to me. AJ. What? Yeah. Um, I I agree with you. I think that they I think that they went out with the intention that they they were going to make you know this one and they wanted to end it and do it in a satisfying way and I do agree that it felt small. I don't think that this um like the way that they like revealed the ending it made a whole bunch of sense to me yet but i kind of just accepted it and i think the larger story is that you know dr manhattan you know he dies here knowing his death and you know he's able to you know or so we think you know pass on his powers to you know someone he sees fit to take on his abilities um <coughs> so in that it's like kind of cool um but like I, I don't know I, I the implications of you know Ozymandias's plan kind of un, unraveling and 
everyone learning what's going on. Like, to me, it seems very weird, you know? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, to, to me, that seemed very, um, very different. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm happy with it, but I'm also curious that I do think that they are also trying to make more of these. And I think that by the way that the Ozymandias scene played out and the reference to Dryberg, like, I think we're definitely going to, you know, do that. Like to me, like maybe they're doing a second season of four episodes and then you would have 12 issues like the comic, like that would be kind of crazy, but I don't know. Uh It like it, (sighs) I, I don't know. I, I did I did love it though. I loved the um the space scene. I think the origin for uh Lady True is is cool. Um but I don't know if they gave her a good enough send off. And or or, yeah. or they gave her plan enough like anything. So like the Millennium Clock just was able to harness the powers of Doctor Manhattan and that's all, like the whole time. That's all she's been building. Right. I mean I guess, like, I'm wondering if we need to kind of go through a little bit of the plot just to get uh, yeah, sure. our, our heads around it. Um, like I said, it's been a few days for me. But, like, I I thought that uh, the reveal of Adrian Veidt being Lady True's father and the way that they did that as kind of like a fuck you to Ozymandias was pretty great. Um and like one of the people that we guess would be her father but like naturally he who's someone that talks about legacy all the time and uh doesn't actually have any children like now has this daughter that he doesn't see as his daughter um so that was pretty interesting um and then like it gave us a little bit more insight into who beyond her mother is like, that's like, so this little girl is going to grow up with these memories of like injecting Adrian Veidt's sperm into her. Like, Jesus well, Christ. I like, I like the idea of genetic trauma. That's actually a really cool science fiction, yeah. twilight zone element that I love. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <sighs> oh man. And then, okay. Um, mm. Where do you want to go now? Keep going. You were doing so good with the plot. I derailed you. Okay. Um, so we, I'm trying to think what else, how, how the order and things. I, I, the other thing I want to talk about then is, is Vite and how I thought it was actually very fitting that now we understand his entire time on Europa um, was, was basically staged. Like, he went there knowing that he was, uh, you know, he was basically trading places with Dr. Manhattan. And, um, but from the moment that he goes, he knows that Lady True has this satellite that's going to go around and he knows when it's going to be there. And so he goes to experience this utopia and he. Like this is something from the, the the podcast, the HBO podcast that they were talking about. That the Watchmaker's son, the play that he wrote at the beginning, wasn't just the one that we saw in the beginning. It was everything that occurred on this planet. Like that's why they're winking at him in, in the court. That's why, like he's he he was the one that said that uh, 
the game warden is his adversary. Like he staged the whole thing because he needed to keep keep himself busy. He, like he he was like waiting to come back basically after a certain t- amount of time, realizing maybe after that first year that this utopia isn't going to be everything that he wants. Um, and so ultimately waiting for the seven years or whatever it is to pass so she could pick him back up and put him in the gold carbonite like we thought. And so he simultaneously throughout the entire plot of the series was in uh, Lady True's terrarium waiting for her to unfreeze him. What a fucking concept, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fucking carbonite. Golden carbonite. Um, I'm in on it. I loved it. Um, fine. Europa was weird. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this whole Europa shit. I mean, it was it was definitely weird. It didn't really it add up to anything. weird. I mean, I, I think it's, um... It's as much about Dr. Manhattan. Like, Dr. Manhattan, was it in episode eight when we saw the, um, it was his flashback to to England with the the two, the yes the late, Lord and the Lady of the Manor. And so, like, you know, it was all about that and him creating life, but, like, you know, realizing that they're never, like, being worshipped is different than being loved. And Adrian wanted to be worshipped. And so... That's that's why you know you know it's like he he was their master but not their creator. So he goes there knowing that he has ownership over all of them and that he can tell them all what to do. Um, and he stages this whole this whole thing. Um, it's very <laughs> it's very fucking weird and interesting. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, now what? Like, is that, I mean, are they going to just like live out there? eternity on this like moon are they gonna have (laughs) a little you know are they gonna make babies like what are they gonna do um i don't know yeah it was a crazy thing to watch uh i i don't know uh okay so i think the compelling shit with this episode is that you know we liquefy senator keen that was very nice for me um i loved it (laughs) it was a great it was a fantastic scene um, but I gotta say, I as much as I loved Lori Blake, I just think she was underused. I don't think she got a ton to do here, and it just felt like they tied her up, and like she was like a damsel in distress, and like she's so not that, and like she, I don't know, I was bummed about, I was a little bit bummed about that. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I think in a lot of ways, right? Like, so, uh, you've got. Dr. Manhattan, who is in a cage and can't really do much. You've got Lori, who is tied up and can't really do much. You've got, I mean, off-screen Dan Dryberg in a cage, not doing much. Um, it's basically saying that these old crime fire And, like, even Adrian Veidt, like, how is he really going to save the day? Like, he, he has a plan, but, like, it's... Like it, like we said, it, it's kind of small, right? Um, in comparison to what he did originally. Well, it's and like, to pre- well, it's with the intent, I guess, to try to preserve the lie that he's been telling. You know, that like right. through doing this one action, theoretically, he could prevent people from you know finding out what's going on here. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I guess ultimately it's not just Senator Keene's plan. It's also Lady True's plan, but it's also Lady True's plan to have Senator Keene. What did they explain about that in the podcast? Okay, so the way that it worked was Senator Keene had this plan uh, to uh, become president of the United States. And, in do- and to do that, he was going to use his clout of, of this whole Tulsa experiment where the, the cops are re- wearing masks. And um, that that's what was going to get him elected to be president. And then cops and, and uh, white supremacists were going to be in masks and no one could really tell the difference. Um, and so that was, oh man, they explained this whole thing with, uh, with, um, what's his name? Judd Crawford in, in which that once the, uh, the seventh cavalry member killed the cop, every, they had to start improvising. And so while Crawford's initial goal was to get close to, uh, because basically what happens on the white night is. Sorry, I messed up. When the, the White Knight happened, it was re- revealed to the 7th Cavalry and Joe Keene that Dr. Manhattan was hiding in plain sight in uh, in Tulsa because right. he teleported the guy to Gila Flats, New Mexico. And so it's like, okay, that that's suspect. Why is that happening? And how, that's how Angela survived. So Judd Crawford is then supposed to get close to Angela and his her family because they they suspect that Cal was the one that is actually Dr. Manhattan. And so he wants to become Dr. Manhattan instead of being just the president because then he would be able to, you know, uh, just rule over everybody and, and have all the power in the world. Now, Lady True gets wind of his plan and doesn't think he deserves it, I guess. And she, I mean, I, that's a little fuzzy to me too, right? Like why... So she she hates Dr. Manhattan and, and doesn't think that he did enough with his powers. Like, why didn't he just, like, snap his fingers and wipe out all the nukes in the world? Like, so she thinks she's right. altruistic and is going to use these powers for good. Um, but, like, ultimately, every supervillain thinks that they're a good guy, right? Yeah, exactly. You're, you're totally right. And, you know, it says, you know, Adrian says it all when he's, like, takes one to know one about, you know, her being a narcissist. <laughs> and that they'll have, you know, her worshiping at her feet. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It seemed to me a little bit interesting, you know, not perfect, but fine. I mean, what the fuck is the squid? I mean, is the squid perfect? No. Um, but at least here, like, I don't know, seeing Dr. Manhattan in the cage and like not being able to like use his powers was pretty bum was pretty bummerific. Um, and, I don't know. I guess I'm curious to see what, you know, Angela would do with the powers of Dr. Manhattan if she so got them. Mm. And uh, let's talk about that scene now. Um, So eggs have been a huge part of this whole show. Um, You know, the chicken and the egg, um, you know, the separation of the yolks from the whites, um, you know, mine the eggs, you know, and you got to break a couple of eggs now. You know, so after, you know, so somehow um, Angela is able to survive the, you know, icy squid fall from a call from Laurie Blake to one of the uh, uh, Dr. Manhattan booths, which is very nice. 
Um, but when she runs into the Dreamland factory, the Dreamland theater, she's Will Reeves, and she, he explains to her, you know, kind of the whole you know, going to being a superhero and stuff, and you know the experience of putting on the mask, you know, you know about all coming from fear and trauma, which is they both kind of empathize with each other, but that ultimately the end of their conversation, she says, you know, you have to break a couple of eggs. And then Angela goes back, sees the eggs in her apartment, opens up and finds one egg that's uncracked from the carton of eggs that Dr. Manhattan was flying around the uh, kitchen, trying to make waffles um, (laughs) in a yellow carton with a blue label. Um, So, uh, she eats this egg and this, the whole show ends with her about to walk on the water. What do you think happens after she makes contact with the water? Do you think she has the powers of Dr. Manhattan? I mean, it's like, a, it's like inception, right? Like it, it's all like, it ends on this moment where it's like it, it, two seconds later, she's either falling into the pool <laughs> or she's walking on water. I mean, I think it's probably they probably would go the dur- if they had a season suit too. I could see them being like, "Yep, she's got his powers." Like, but maybe it's limited, or maybe it's like, maybe it's a shortcut to bringing him back to life. Maybe it's like temporary. I I just don't believe that. So I think we maybe we jumped ahead a little bit because like part of my problem with this episode actually, and maybe the last couple of episodes is that Angela hasn't had a whole lot to do other than right. be like uh, just the the exposition and info dump like receiver and giver in so many different ways that like she's such a badass fighter and like she just like stands around and doesn't do anything and like so for all of a sudden to like this character that has seen so much trauma in her life and put on the mask and um, became a cop like for her at the end of this to just be like okay now you've got superpowers like seems sort of like um, a weird turn to me um, because like I don't know I just I felt like she could have done more and and, and maybe that's why Dr. Manhattan chose her as, as somebody that would be a, a good candidate for the to pass the abilities on to but I don't know. I, I think maybe there's a little bit more there to it than than that. Or no. <laughs> or she doesn't have the powers at all and he's just gone. Yeah. Um, I think that could be the case too. Um, my thinking is that she would have drank the yolk immediately. She would have had some sort of glowiness to her or something. Yeah. Um, also, um, you know, we know that like Dr. Manhattan's powers, like it comes from like, it was crazy traumatic what happened to him before he was able to, you know, be big and blue. So I don't know if it's necessarily just going to be like she just drinks the thing and then she's there. Maybe there's something else right. that has to happen. Right. Maybe like she, it's in her dormant. Maybe she falls into the pool. Right. And she goes about her life. And then all of a sudden, like some Boom. inciting incident, like she answers the cell phone and all of a sudden the radiation triggers it or something that, like, you know, like. It, it seems a little too easy to just be there. Cause I agree with you. I think she would just turn blue. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know. Okay. So anybody else that we're not, not wrapping up here? Um, yeah. Like looking glass. Like I, I think it was kind of a cool way that he was, uh, wearing the Rorschach mask and yes. he knew everything. And he was 
feeding Laurie some of the details. I thought that was great. And I love that he was there, like, to be a foil against Fight. I thought that was a really interesting pairing that I didn't expect to see. Um, and, and I think, actually, it's a really appropriate ending for Adrian in that he gets arrested. Like, yeah. I didn't see that coming at all. Um, but so I guess the intention here is that it's going to be made public uh, what happened to him. Do we think that's going to be the case? Or is it is the FBI going to just cover it up? I don't know, man. I don't know. It seems a little too easy. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Um, I, di- I didn't end up reading it, but allegedly the last uh, PDpedia article was not actually from Dale Petey because he was let go from the FBI uh, because they think that he was lube guy. Uh, <laughs> I was right. <laughs> yes, you're right. But, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It, it, that was just so strange to me that, like, this character – and maybe that's because it's like – um it's kind of like he's watching, right? Like, so the, you think about the, the way the comic book plays out and you've got yeah. – um, uh, like so many different point of views and you've got like Rorschach narrating it. So like he's like, while Rorschach is very central to the events that's going on throughout, he's also like narrating in a lot of ways. And so yeah. maybe that's the way that they went with this PD character, like with the ancillary materials, he's there, but like he's barely there and he hasn't been in several episodes. And maybe that's why they were just like, Oh, let's give him this like alter ego. That's a cool way to think about it. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean the the Adrian turns the squids into ice, and basically rains projectiles down uh, in a particularly gruesome scene. <laughs> Lady True has this hole in her hand. Stigmata, and, yeah. And her her uh, machine falls apart and kills her. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I think the reason why it felt small to me was like. For one, uh, okay, so the Cyclops organization seemingly is wiped out, but that doesn't mean that white supremacy is gone. Didn't solve it. Like it's, it was still kind of an underground thing, and I was expecting maybe a bigger statement on how they could fix it. Mm. And so they didn't do that, but they, you know, took down one peg. Alternatively, okay. yes, they started this. Uh, they stopped this major plot of um, someone trying to become Doctor Manhattan, uh, which seems kind of big, but also like because it doesn't come to fruition, feels small. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, like I said, it, it answered so many things, explained so many things, but in some ways, was kind of underwhelming. Um, as all ending week. as all endings can be, man. It's it's hard to do yeah. an ending, you know. I think it, we kind of really felt is. that, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, where it's like the show is so good, like you know what's gonna happen, you know. Um, to me, I I think it was, you know, I really did like this show. I'm happy if it comes back. If it doesn't, that's cool too. Um, it was a fun ride to get to experience. Um, but yeah, they were great. There was a lot of cool stuff that worked here and great design work that went into it and. It looked beautiful. It was gorgeously shot and thoughtfully made. And yeah, I'm happy to that it, we, it was something we covered. 
Because it definitely feels uh, in in you know philosophical and artistically prescient in superhero world. Yeah, and it's something different, right? Like it's it's so it's totally different than any other superhero thing that's on TV or in the movie theaters right now. Um, so and because it, it's you know it's dark, it's it, it's a reflection on society and. Um, and it is part of a, 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 a an age long like a thirty year old uh, comic book that had a political statement, and they were making political statements week after week. Um, sometimes I feel like they they really nailed it, and sometimes I feel like they maybe dropped the threads a little too early. Um, you know, some of the things that they tease up in the beginning, it just only sort of like, you know, they only went so far with it. So um, I. I, I really love this show. I think if it is over, I'm a little bummed at the way that they, they finished it up. But if it keeps going, then, I, then I'm I'm still on board because I think there's a lot more cool things that they can do. Hot damn. Well, on that note, folks, um, Frank, can you, can you tell the people where they can find us? Of course. Um, so you can find us online at www.longlostheroes.net. You can email us at info at longlostheroes.net. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LLH Podcast. You can get us on uh, Apple uh, iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and Spotify, uh, wherever you like to get your podcasts. Uh, please rate and review and subscribe as well and um, just give us some comments and, and your thoughts on the Watchmen season finale or series finale, we don't know at this point. Um, also, check out our episode for The Mandalorian, Episode 7, and we're going to also have an episode covering Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker within the next week or so. And uh, otherwise, anything else for you, buddy? I'm good. Thank you very much. Happy holidays. Oh, I, yeah, I guess so. Happy holidays, <laughs> happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, happy Star Wars. Happy Star Wars. All right. Bye, everybody.